While You Were Folding, Episode 30, Shine a Light. Hi, I'm Catherine Boucher, and you're listening to While You Were Folding. This show is my weekly excuse to talk about my favorite things, marriage, parenting, faith, friendship, culture, what I'm reading and watching, and whatever else strikes my fancy. I've been a wife for 10 years and a mother for eight. I won't pretend to be an expert. I will introduce you to some amazing guests, ask a whole bunch of questions, invite you into the conversation, and encourage you to share what you heard while you were folding. Let's go ahead and start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, this week, I just want to start by saying thank you. Thank you for the gift of my spiritual director, who has very graciously given me an active game plan that I shared about last week on how to work on uh, building a spirit of gratitude. And this last week, I heard someone say that attitude, or sorry, that gratitude is living in reality because everything that we have is a gift. So God, I ask that you help me to recognize all of the gifts that you've given me. And I ask that you help me to both be more aware of those gifts and to see them and also to give you thanks for all of the gifts that you give me. And I pray all of this through your name. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so let's do a little bit of catching up since last week. Um, I continue to get some really great questions from all of you from my husband and pediatrician, Dr. Philip Boucher. So I will plan on having him back on the show here in a couple of weeks. Hopefully that'll become like a monthly-ish episode feature, but keep sending those questions. But I just wanted to let you know, I won't get back to them for a couple more weeks, but keep sending your questions my way. And I wanted to find out how the gratitude challenge is going for all of you. I'll share my update first, and then I want you to send me yours too. So as I mentioned in the opening prayer, I shared last week on episode 29 about um, just working on trying to cultivate a spirit of gratitude. And I shared about my struggles with that and how I definitely, I seem to struggle most in the area of gratitude, especially in my relationships with Philip and with the kids. I think overall, I, um, when I come to prayer, I have a spirit of gratefulness for the gift of my marriage and for the gift of our kids, but I don't do a very good job of recognizing the specifics that happen each day and each thing that makes each of those awesome people in my life so such a blessing to me. So I'm trying to work, and I, I, I keep using that language of work. I'm trying to be more aware of the gifts that the people in my life are and all of the things that I just need to be aware of that are gifts in my life. So 
Um, I shared about that. And I also talked about how my spiritual director helped me to come up with a really easy way to start working on cultivating that spirit of gratitude that I would really like to have. And I said that he asked me to come up with two things every day, which is totally manageable. And he wanted me to be more intentionally aware of that thing each day, and then also to show gratitude for that thing or that person each day. So I'm a journaler, and I I was really successful. I think I missed one day. I think it was Sunday um, because we weren't home almost the whole day. So I journaled about my two things each day, and I also journaled about how the previous day's two things went. And it was so simple, and it was a really helpful way for me to tag that on to my morning prayer time and just to make me more intentional and trying to be aware of the things that I was going to work on, again, not work on, (laughs) to try to be more aware of and to be more thankful for. So I will be very honest. It This is a simple exercise, but it was definitely not a miracle worker. I definitely still had my moments of griping or complaining about things, but I noticed that those moments were definitely fewer and farther between, and they did not last nearly as long as they would in the past. And I think I'm starting to resist the impulse to jump into the negative right away or to see the negative of a situation first. So, for example, Saturday morning, we decided that we were going to do some of the yard work to get ready for winter. And one of the things that I wrote down in my prayer journal that I wanted to work on, not work on, be aware of being more grateful that day were our big, beautiful trees that we have in our backyard and our large backyard that we've been blessed with to have. And that helped me to be in a much better frame of mind going into tackling the yard work with Philip and the kids. So that's just a simple example of something that I brought to my prayer time this week, but I'd love to hear from you. How did the gratitude spiritual challenge go for you? Did you notice uh, specific areas where you're struggling? Maybe you're like me and you seem to struggle most in the area of your relationships, but I want to know if you saw any sort of improvement or maybe you just started to notice some patterns of behavior or Maybe there was a time of day when you noticed yourself falling into ingratitude. For me, that's usually about mid-afternoon until the children go to bed. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I imagine some of you might also fall into that camp. But I want to hear about it. Please email me. I want to hear just all about how the gratitude challenge is going. You can uh, email me at podcast at katherineboucher.com or just find me over on Facebook and Instagram. But today, for the main topic of today's episode, I thought it would be really cool. It's been a really dark couple of months for the church. And yes, I still haven't uh, taken the time to sit down and organize my thoughts to do an episode on everything that's been going on within the church. Within the church, and I definitely intend to, 
But I think it would be more powerful if I had a guest on and we were able to talk through some of those things. So I have plans to make that happen, but it's been a little bit difficult with all my health stuff going on. So stay tuned for that. But today, I thought it would be really cool. I called the episode Shine a Light because I think it's really important when, forgive Monty the dog for shaking. Um, I just think it's really important for us to try and be a light and shine a light where there are good things happening. So I thought I would take this week as an opportunity to shine a light on some great things that have been happening in my parish family. And it's my hope that this will encourage you to start to be more aware of the great things happening in your area. And I want to invite all of you to start sharing your own shine a light stories. And I want to feature one of those stories on the at the end of each podcast episode going forward. So without further ado, here are a couple of stories that I have from my parish just from this past week. So our family went to Mass on Saturday evening because we had big plans to go to the pumpkin patch on Sunday morning, and it was awesome. We, um, well, no, <laughs> the actual Mass experience of walking in the door a couple minutes late because of some missing shoes and a couple other fiascos, that part was not awesome. The awesome part was even though I was sitting in the narthex with Dorothy because she had ants in her pants, Philip and the other kids were sitting in the main sanctuary, but I'm out there with Dorothy trying to wrestle her. But I was able to hear the whole homily and it was so cool. So our pastor, Father McCabe, he wanted to share some examples of things happening in parish life. He just joined our parish this last summer, so he's still pretty new to St. Joseph's. Um, But he thought it would be a really neat opportunity to share some examples, some stories from parish life about little ways that he has seen people being blessings for one another to try and model the life of St. Therese to to bring others to Christ by doing little things. So he shared a great story about Walt's second grade classmate, Aiden. And since I heard this story at Mass on Saturday, I got Aiden's mom's permission to share his story here on the podcast. Aiden and Walt have been buddies since preschool. And Aiden is such an awesome kiddo. He loves minions. He is a very, very typical second grade boy. But he is also on the autism spectrum. And his teachers and the staff and the students have done such a phenomenal job of trying to teach the children, what that means to have a classmate who's on the autism spectrum, but also not to make a big deal out of it. So Aiden is just one of Walt's buddies at school. And I am so thankful to our school's initiative to try and make our classrooms as a Catholic school more inclusive for students that have special needs. Because for a lot of Catholic schools, that is just simply not a possibility because of budget budget constraints, Um, not being able to hire staff that have special education degrees, 
And so we as a school, we're still working hard. We're making baby steps to try and make sure that our staff has the adequate training and that our students' needs are being met. Because yes, we want to open our school's doors to as many kiddos that want to be there as possible. But we also need to be realistic about whether or not we are actually meeting those kids' needs. So we're still trying to find that happy balance. But I'm so proud of already the big steps that our school has taken to make it possible for children who have special needs that otherwise in the past would not have been able to attend St. Joseph's, that they are there now. And that my children, who we have had a couple of minor special needs in our family, but my kiddos will never know Catholic education without having classmates that have special needs next to them. And I just think that's such a gift that I didn't realize our kids would get to have. And our school community has already been so blessed by this initiative. And today's story is definitely one of those awesome stories highlighting why this initiative is awesome. So Aiden is an awesome second grade boy in Walt's class. And he believes that he has a vocation to the priesthood and he loves to play mass at home. And he has been communicating his desire to become a priest and all of his classmates know about it. His teachers all know about it. And he has slowly been accumulating all of the priestly gear for the past few years. So Walt told me about it tonight after dinner, actually. He rattled off all of the the different things that Aiden has at home. He has priestly vestments. He has bells that his dad helped him to make. He has all of the items that you would find on an altar at mass. And the list goes on. So back to Saturday night's homily, Father McCabe shared that our school's principal, her name is Sister Mary Cecilia, She approached Father McCabe to let him know that a second grader in the school named Aiden had expressed interest in being an altar server. But now, usually, altar servers in the Diocese of Lincoln receive their training to become an altar server at the end of their fourth grade year. But Aiden is a second grader, and it's the beginning of the school year, so he's not quite old enough. But I just, I love how it's just like Mary at the wedding at Cana that Sister Mary Cecilia, she left it up to Father McCabe to figure out the solution. Just like Mary saw at the wedding at Cana that the couple, they had run out of wine and she told Jesus and she left it at that. She didn't do what I would have done. She she didn't, <laughs> she didn't tell Jesus, okay, this is how much wine you need to make and here are all of the things that you need to do and here are the kind of, no. She just said they ran out of wine. And so same thing, Sister Mary Cecilia, she didn't micromanage the situation or tell Father McCabe what to do. She saw that Aiden had an interest in serving at the altar, and then she asked our pastor to help find a solution. So Father McCabe said that Aiden could participate in our school's weekly celebration of benediction and adoration. So for those of you who aren't Catholic, a real quick explanation of benediction and adoration. This is just a, um, I'd call it a special celebration 
that happens outside of mass, and that's when the Eucharist, it's held in a special glass case that's called a pyx. And the pyx is placed in the middle of a gold stand that looks like a sun that's called a monstrance. And the monstrance is placed on top of the altar, and there are so many beautiful prayers and hymns that are sung, and then the altar servers present the priest with incense, which is, it looks like smoke, to help remind us that our prayers and our songs are being lifted up to heaven. And since we as Catholics believe that the Eucharist is Jesus's body, blood, soul, and divinity, all of the people that are there remain kneeling as we adore Jesus in the Eucharist. So instead of inviting Aiden to participate as an altar server at a full-blown mass with all kinds of things to remember, he thought it would be perfect for Aiden to participate by getting to ring the bells during benediction. And so he met with Aiden to teach him how and when to ring the bells. And then as they prepared to process out into the sanctuary, the older altar boys helped Aiden to find the altar server's surplus, the outfit that they wear, and exactly how to put it on and all that. And everything went great. And Aiden rang the bells. And then at the end, Father McCabe said that he noticed several adults in the back of the church. And as it turned out, several of Aiden's family had come to town just to witness this special moment, him getting to participate in in the benediction ceremony. And some of his relatives came as far as St. Louis. Now, remember, listeners, we are in Lincoln, Nebraska. He had family that drove all the way in from St. Louis to see this. And Aiden was so proud of himself. Walt talked about how he came back into the classroom and talked about how awesome it was and how heavy the monstrance was when he got to pick it up and how much he loved serving on the altar. And I just, by the end of that homily, I was mopping my eyes. I am just so grateful to the teachers that we have at our school and for our principal for first of all, encouraging Aiden's involvement and encouragement of his possible future vocation as a priest, but just encouragement of serving at the altar. And I'm so grateful to our pastor for finding a a creative solution to let Aiden serve. He didn't look at the strict rule of an altar server is supposed to be this age and here's exactly how it's supposed to go. He saw Aiden's desire and his reverence and how much he really wanted to serve Jesus at the altar, and he allowed it to happen. And it was just a beautiful message from our pastor to encourage each of us, like St. Therese, the little flower, to find little ways to help others to come closer to Jesus. So Aiden, you're awesome. I am so proud of you. I am so glad that my son Walt has gotten to become your buddy at school, and I look forward to watching you become a young man, and no matter what your vocation is, I'm just proud of you wanting to serve Jesus 
And I think that that's beautiful. So thank you for your witness and thank you to Aiden's family for fostering that and for encouraging him to be at St. Joseph's. We are so thankful for you. Okay, so that's my first story. My second story was just the next day, Sunday night. So Saturday night, I go to Mass and I hear that story. And then Sunday night, we had spent the day, the morning was at the pumpkin patch, and then the evening was at my aunt's house. We got to celebrate all of the October birthdays on my side of the family. And when we got home that night, there was a beautiful box on our front stoop. And I had a text message that I had gotten several hours earlier in the day from my friend Melissa. And Melissa also struggles with severe morning sickness. Now, I must say, Melissa definitely has it even more severe than I do. She has to be hospitalized and the whole nine yards. But she happens to have a daughter in Jane's class. And she was so kind is to organize a beautiful spiritual bouquet from Jane's homeroom. And I open up this box after I get all the kids in bed, and Philip is sitting there next to me. And each of the students from the homeroom had written on a card how they were going to pray for me during my pregnancy, and how they wished that I felt better, and different prayers and sacrifices that they were going to offer on my behalf. And it was amazing. I can't think of anything more touching than to get to receive handwritten notes and drawings from a bunch of third graders promising their prayers for me and my baby. And it was just such a beautiful way for them to be the body of Christ to our family. And I have to tell you, it came at a perfect time because... The nausea is definitely continuing to improve, and I'm still struggling with it in the evenings, but it's so much better than it was. But unfortunately, as the nausea has been resolving, I've been having some, I would call them concerning vision problems. It started about a month ago, and it continues to get worse. So how I would describe it, my right eye, if I'm looking at my right eye, I've developed this black spot, like a blind spot that's near my nose, and it's progressively gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, and it comes and it goes throughout the day, but at its biggest, it goes to the middle of my eye at midline, so I lose about half the vision out of my right eye from time to time. And it only lasts for a couple seconds, but it's definitely concerning. And when I blink, when I reopen my eyes, I'll occasionally have a flash of bright silver light out of my right eye that comes and goes. So it's just progressively getting worse. It's happening more frequently and it's starting to last longer, like a couple of seconds at a time. So I made an appointment. I went and I saw my optometrist yesterday and I went to a retinal specialist that she referred me to today and I'm going to get a second opinion later this week. So we're hoping to rule out um, something serious going on and I appreciate your prayers for that. 
in the meantime, but I got this uh, spiritual bouquet from all of these third graders with their beautiful promises of prayers and their drawings and their precious third grader handwriting. Um, All of that I opened the night before I had this eye appointment. So I'm so grateful to be covered in prayer by Jane's classmates, and I'm so thankful to my friend Melissa for organizing it. At the time that she put it together, she thought it was for me being sick with the nausea, the nausea, and she didn't know that I had all the vision stuff going on, and um, it just, it came at a perfect time, so I'm so thankful for that. But I want to turn this back to you. I had those two beautiful examples of some great things that I wanted to shine a light on in my parish. The story about Aiden getting to serve at the altar during benediction, and the story about my friend Melissa organizing a spiritual bouquet from our daughter's third grade class. But I want to hear from you. I want you to get to have a turn to shine a light, like I said earlier in the episode. And I want to start highlighting these stories each podcast episode at the end. I want to hear what is something awesome happening in your parish, your school, your local community. Maybe you have a really great priest or a sister or a school administrator or a teacher or a lay person that's blessing your family. Or maybe your family has experienced a really unexpected grace or a blessing that you want to share about, please send those stories my way. Let's shine a light on them. I want to share at least one of those stories each episode about something that's happening in your community that you're thankful for. And like I said, I hope that this is just a small way that we can shine a light in the darkness when our church can use all the light that it can get. I look forward to hearing your stories and sharing them on a future podcast. That's going to do it for this week. Please get in touch. I want you to share your Shine a Light stories and let me know how the gratitude challenge is going for you. And as always, keep sending me your book, TV, and movie recommendations. You guys have not let me uh, led me astray yet. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram, or you can email me at podcast at katherineboucher.com. Also, thank you so much for sharing the show with your friends. Our audience continues to grow each week, and I firmly believe it's because of word of mouth from all of my awesome listeners. So thank you so much for sharing the show with your friends. Go shine a light in your community and try to find two things that you're grateful for each day. Until next time, don't be afraid to begin again and share what you heard while you were folding.